0: Hi, I'm Charlotte. And I'm Anna. And this is Ace Chats. This is season three, where we continue to chat all things health, fitness, lifestyle, parenting, fashion, family, wellbeing, and so much more. We have loads of amazing guests and topics to discuss on this series. As ever,
1: if you have any questions, please drop us a message. Otherwise, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at ace.transform, where we will continue to give helpful advice and tips on all things health and wellness.
0: Hi, guys. Hi, everyone. We are so excited for our guest this week. We really are. This is
1: someone in our fitness industry that we have looked up to for the longest time, um, both sort of professionally, but also he is such a great personality. He doesn't take himself too seriously. And um, today's topic, which we discussed, which is really, you know, what's going on in Israel right now and anti-Semitism, he is so clued in and up to scratch. He's fiercely proud of being Jewish and um,
0: Israeli, well, having his roots, you know, in Israel. And after listening to a couple of podcasts that he had recorded um, on the conflict, Um, We thought it would be really wonderful if we could get him on our podcast to discuss the rise of anti-Semitism in London and the UK and also in the States, which we are all seeing is Really bad too. Yeah
1: so if you haven't worked out who our guest is yet we are going to be speaking to Jordan Syatt um, if you don't follow him already he is one of the good guys in our industry he's got an enormous following um, he lives
0: out in uh, Dallas Te- Dallas, and um, he really does he talks all things evidence-based um, it's all very sensible and the kind of advice that we give our clients um, and so he really does totally um, align with us and our Definitely. values. And he's a real family man. He, um,
1: he, you know, you can see he adores his family. He's got a gorgeous little girl. Um, and it's just so wonderful to see, you know, he includes snippets of his life in, in Instagram. Um, and it's just really lovely, lovely to see. Um,
0: so enjoy this episode and we'd love to hear your thoughts and hopefully one day we will get Jordan back on to talk a little bit more fitness and health. Obviously we have also been following what's going on in Israel and Gaza. Um, Israel is something that is very uh, close to both of our hearts. We both, um, Anna lived there for how many years? Uh, Well married for about uh, a couple of years, five years in total yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. I have done, you know, obviously family holidays, I had my gap year there, Um, I've sent my kids there for months at a time, Um, so, um, you know, we love Israel, um, but we also are, you know, pretty liberal in terms of wanting there to be peace and wanting there to be some kind of two-state solution and seeing um, what is going on in Gaza, obviously we want uh, rid of Hamas, Um, and we know that Hamas are um, terrorising essentially the Palestinian people as much as they want to get rid of Israel and Jews, Um, you know, we would obviously love there to be a positive outcome after all of this um, horrendous war.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, And for us as well, seeing uh, the rise of anti-Semitism around the world, especially on the streets of London, and we're seeing it all over America and on campuses in America um, is shocking. And and I still can't get over um, how social media has just completely like wildfire, just gone for the kind of pro-Palestinian without um, there being any concern or thought for the Israeli innocent hostages or the massacre that took place in the south of israel and any of those things and so um obviously hearing you and hearing your podcast we both listened to both the podcasts you did Ru- rudy Rahman's awesome yeah sensational yeah he's
2: amazing he's amazing
0: um and so we've um you know been following all of that and then we saw that you had been talking about it and we thought actually to reach out to you um to have a little chat about how you know the differences or the similarities that we're having on you know both sides of the Atlantic um, would be an interesting chat.
2: I love that. Yeah, let's do it. I think that's amazing. And it's super important. And um, you know, I, I'll, I'll...
1: I just want to find out first and, and foremost, sort of what the impact has been. You know, uh, you're openly Jewish, which I just love and proud, and you know, proud of Israel. And you know, what's the what's the impact been just in terms of your business, your sort of online business to begin with.
2: Yeah, So, I mean, I'll start by saying, uh, on the morning of October 7th, when like I I woke up and I had tons of messages and WhatsApps and all these people being like, Oh my God. Like, so I had to like sort of catch up, figure out what the hell is going on then call my family in Israel, make sure everyone is okay. Um, and immediately I was like, okay, I'm just gonna be posting about this for a while. Um, and I knew. I, I even posted on October seventh. I was sharing about it, and I was already showing some of the misleading headlines from, whether it was the BBC or from the Washington Post or New York Times, just some like rapidly anti-Israel uh, um, uh, media outlets. I, the the way that I approach what I what i post not just in in fitness but in everything is just from a, a critical thinking perspective like i want to teach you how to be a critical thinker and so i was showing people i said listen this is happening today but i guarantee you within 48 hours people will be saying something completely different people will mm-hmm. be like hating and just so, like i i said and i i wanted to say that because i wanted people to remember what i told them because it was it was crazy on october 7th and october 8th i was getting messages from people saying there's no way they're going to be able to turn this on Israel. There's no way they're going to be able to turn this on Israel. And then October 9th, October 10th, October 11th. And all of a sudden it was like, Israel's the bad guy immediately. And um, before they have even finished counting their dead, like before they've even finished, like figuring out what, what is, what, what fully happened there. And. um, As I started to post about it more, I mean, I got, Early on, I got a lot of comfort and support, even, frankly, from a, a fair amount of, of uh, people who were in Lebanon, people who were in Egypt, people who were uh, like Arabs, Muslims, people all around the world, but uh, from everybody. I think just the, the horrific images of what happened on October 7th led a lot of people to be like, this is just not okay. Then once Israel started defending itself, that's when the messages turned. So by about like October 11th, October 12th, that's when I started getting people like really being in my DMs. And it was interesting to note who they were. A fair amount of them were were Arabs and Muslims and and Palestinians. Um, And there were also a fair amount of people who I know for a fact – don't know anything about this Mm -hmm. this conflict mainly like and I listen like I have nothing against them but it's mainly white liberal women who have never studied this and I'll always ask I'll always be like what are your favorite books on the conflict that you've read like just give me one of your favorite books that you've read and they'll be like what do you mean I'm like which books have you, like, what's your favorite book? And they're like, I haven't read any books. I'm like, then why the fuck do you think that you are educated enough to talk about this? That you, you've you literally never educated yourself on the single most complex geopolitical situation in modern history. And for some reason, you think that your opinion is valid. Uh, and and they started coming after me, coming after me and, and sending me all these just pure propaganda videos of things that were uh, that they've been led to believe Israel is to be the bad guy, the aggressor, da 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 uh, which led to many, many, many thousands of unfollows uh, and um there there was a, a hit to my business even within my so I, I run a membership, I run a fitness membership, yes. and even within the Facebook group, which is a very uh welcome, open, encouraging space. there were some issues within the actual facebook group people arguing like the you know the the i hate labeling it like the israel side versus the palestinian side but it was the reason i hate labeling it that is because it's not israel versus palestinian and i'm sure you've seen that ironically israel is what's going to save the palestinians the yeah. israel is going to save the innocent palestinians it's more like democracy versus evil is really what mm-hmm. the two sides are uh and so there was a lot of uh hatred and fighting within the community and we sort of had to had to put a stopper in that as best we could um but yeah there's been how, there's been a what's up sorry how,
0: how did you manage to kind of uh, diplomatically deal with that
2: you know um the the way that i did it was sort of the, the same way that i tried to do it on my podcast which is basically clarify between what is like I'm I, I fully support Palestinians and innocent Palestinians. Like and, and you'll find many of the Hamas supporters don't support innocent Israelis. No. So so sort of just pointing this out, being like, I I don't want any innocent Palestinians to die. Can you say the same as about innocent Israelis? And it sort of puts a stop in it because like they they have trouble to say they don't want innocent Israelis no. to die, yeah. which like if that person ends up canceling my membership, great. I don't want your money. Like, that's fine. I don't care. So there were some people who canceled, but basically it it becomes very easy to debate these people in a, in a way that is not overly confrontational because you just have to get them to state what they believe and getting them to state what they believe is just pure evil. So it's, uh, it's not overly difficult to do that. Um, it is very uncomfortable and it's not fun, but it, it's it, getting them to admit that they just want innocent Jews to die is actually a very easy thing to do. And we've seen it over yeah. and over and over again. Um, and, and going back to what what both of you started this conversation with saying, like, you've been really surprised to see how, how quickly this is inflamed. Um, I've been talking to a lot of my Jewish friends about this at my synagogue and elsewhere, and unfortunately like I'm not surprised at all and, and I feel like if we could talk to those who were in the holocaust that if we were if we could say like oh man I'm really surprised about this I feel like they would be like are you fucking stupid how are you surprised like this is what we were all murdered for like this and this was 80 years ago this is this is a tale as long as time this is like history this is like how could you possibly be surprised I think the the difference now is because of how social media works propaganda spreads so much more quickly and it's so much easier to turn people and trick them and convince them so it it spreads way more rapidly than it did before uh but un- unfortunately i am not surprised at how quickly people have turned against israel and against jews and how, how people say they're anti-Zionist without knowing what Zionist means. They're really just saying they're anti-Jewish. That's another conversational habit yeah, people. They'll, they'll be like, they're like, I'm not against Jews. I'm against Zionists. they like, well, just tell me what a Zionist is. And they, they can never tell me what a Zionist is. They don't know the definition. And, and so it's like, oh, you're just anti-Jewish, but you've been told that Zionist is okay to hate, but Jews are not. So it's like, it, it's, a, it's a pretty wild uh, situation that we're in.
1: I think if you spoke to our grandparents and sort of ancestors who did uh, survive the Holocaust, they, they've all probably said, you know, we've all been a little bit too complacent. We've all just got a little bit too comfortable in our situations. I have to tell you that my 17-year-old is right now in Poland. He's on a school trip, and they sent images this week of them walking through the concentration camps, and they tied Israeli flags to the back of them, and there was a whole stream. I think over 200 of the gone, and shivers down your spine like you could not imagine i i mean i hope it means something more to him sort of knowing what's going on right now but it's um it's 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 bloody scary is what it is um in the past me and charlotte have decided that this is our work and we decided that if we wanted to post something political or something else that was going on in the world we would do it in our private. Uh, accounts but work we would keep just work but then when this happened, you know on October 7th we absolutely could not keep quiet and I think we're quite lucky we have obviously a much smaller following than you but actually we didn't notice a massive drop-off which is nice Um, we also run, run groups a little similar to you and we got you know amazing support from people in sort of rural England who really don't know anything from Jews, and I think that was really nice. They said, what can yeah. we do? Is there anything we can do? Can we donate That's stuff, nice. with the, you know? And I think that was really nice. But at the same time, you know, where is Israel's PR team? You know, Israel do everything so brilliantly when it comes to technology. Mm-hmm. We've got the most sophisticated army in the world, but where
0: the hell is that PR team putting out the good stuff? I mean, you've well, got you've got one or two. Uh, Noah Tishby has become like my, my wonder woman. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm reading her book now, Israel, which is, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know if you've read it, but it's a lovely, uh, she calls it a history-ish um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a de- depiction of of, of the uh, history there. But, um, you know, we have, we grew up with going to Israel and learning all about these things, going on Israel tour when we were 16. Um, I went to Hebrew U, I studied there for six months and I studied in bar you know, we love. Um, so much about the Israel history over growing up and uh, visiting Israel but honestly when I was that age a lot of it went in one ear and out the other
2: yeah of course so you turn
0: up somewhere you're tired you're messing around with your friends you not really and you know relearning the history more recently has been um, first of all it's made me more confident to be able to talk about it because what in Scares me the most is someone who feels so strongly for uh, uh, us as a nation and and Israel as a country, but actually to not be able to stand up to some of these people that think that they know what they're talking about but don't right. know what they're talking you about.
2: Know, I, I want to hit on the point you're asking: like, where is Israel's PR team? This is a really important question, and to be fair, like I, I actually think they've been doing a, a pretty good job across various Israel accounts that I follow, but and this is horrific to say but this is Mm -hmm. why why hamas is winning the reason they're winning is because as you both know i don't think many people know this as not as many as they should but they're using their civilians as human shields yeah they Mm -hmm. they want their civilians to die they want their civilians to suffer they want their civilians to be maimed they want their civilians to be blown up they want children to to be put in the most horrific situations possible because They can get pictures of it and they can get videos of it. And then they and no matter like from the October 7th massacres, we've seen brief clips, but they've been having private viewings for showing like some reporters and some people, Mm -hmm. some uh, diplomats to see. They don't show the most horrific stuff publicly on social media. Uh, It's not because they don't have it. It's because it's out of respect for those whose lives were lost and for those who suffered and yeah. for those who were tortured and those who were slain, whereas the other side wants to use it. And they, they look at each innocent life lost as an opportunity to garner support for their cause. And so the Israel PR team will always lose that battle because yeah. no one with a heart and a soul wants to see a child that was uh, killed. Ever. No one wants no one wants to see a family that was wiped out from a bombing. And when they see that and they're told, oh, look, this was a bomb in Israel from from Israel. But they're not saying, oh, yeah, well, Hamas threatened to shoot them if they left the building. They're not saying that Hamas was was killing the the innocent people who were fleeing from the building. They're not saying that Hamas was saying that, uh, no, you're safe. You're fine. Don't leave this building. Stay right here. They're not saying any of that. They're just saying, oh, the bomb was from Israel. And so when you see a a video or an image of a child who is murdered, you just immediately want to blame the other side because that, and that's how they're winning the PR war. And and Israel, as always, stands on the moral high ground and will not show these horrific images to the public out of respect of the dead. Like, they'll always lose that war.
0: But why doesn't the world care about the hostages? Why can people... See a a Palestinian child dead and have outcry, which of course you know we all no one wants to see a dead child. But how can people justify taking down, you know, images of ten-month-old baby that was kidnapped? How 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 can they not put the two side by side and say that they are the equivalent, at least?
2: I mean, the thing is, they can't justify it. And out of like, I've seen all the videos, as I'm sure you have, of people tearing down the posters. And when people say, why are you doing it? They can't reply. They literally have nothing to say. No. The The only time I've heard someone actually voice something is they say, well, it's just not helping. It's just not helping. And I'm and I'm like, that's the best you could come up with is that this picture of an innocent child, this eight month old child, this three year old child, this six year old child is like these these. It's not helping the situation. Well, you tearing it down certainly isn't helping either. So they can't justify it. And and no one with who, who truly is knowledgeable of the situation is tearing these down. There are people who have been manipulated, manipulated and lied to and who uh, who believe that they're doing the right thing. But you know, the nazis believed that they were doing the right thing the the people who were in charge of the of the death camps believed they were doing the right thing so that's that's what's really scary about this is the people who are tearing down these images they actually believe they're doing the right thing and and what will be crazy to see is over the next 5 10 15 20 years what these people do as these videos resurface later in their life as they were the person tearing down these images history no. will come back to bite them it, i pr- history will come back to bite them and history will always come back to to hate the jews it's like it's it's always it will always happen but right now we have videos of people tearing these down we have like the internet remembers everything even if you delete okay. your post like Gigi hadid just put she posted uh i think it was yesterday yeah, about like the about how, like, the uh, – the she said this innocent Palestinian boy is in Israeli prison and is – oh, no, then she took it down because he was actually – he stabbed two innocent Israelis, and that's why he was in prison, but she took it down. But the inter- internet will always remember. So – um It's a very, very sad, scary time, especially, you know, to, to be a Jew as well as I definitely wouldn't want to be openly visibly Muslim, to be honest. I I wouldn't, I wouldn't to be like, I just wouldn't want to do that. So it's scary to be both. And ironically, I think it's, it's mainly the people who don't know anything about either side who are the major, 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 major fucking problems here who are trying to virtue signal and who are trying to, uh trying to, uh, they call themselves justice warriors, social justice warriors, but they don't actually know what the hell they're talking about.
0: They
1: don't, and where the hell have they been in all these other wars that are going on? Exactly. They just think there's this massive
0: interest in in this specific one, and it's just so frustrating. It's so clearly um, anti-Semitism in, in terms of that every single pro-Palestinian um, uh, march, which happens every Saturday here in London, Hundreds of thousands of people come to the streets. Some are more radical uh, Muslims, definitely. We see some of the uh, banners that are shocking and frightening. Um, But some are just lefty liberals who are there supporting them, chanting from the river to the sea. And they're not standing there asking for peace in terms of a two-state solution or asking for, you know, Israel to be, um, you know, the Israeli citizens to be safe. It is all about um you know saving the palestinians but no one talks about saving the palestinians from
2: Hamas it's correct it's and and it was funny i was getting in a this this woman from ireland which I, ireland is is not everyone yeah. but very anti-semitic it's pretty fucking yeah. wild mm-hmm. um i get a lot of hate from from people in ireland and this one woman was saying she was going off and she was like more children have died in this conflict than in any other conflict and i i had to stop for a second and i was like do you know what's going on in Syria? Like, do you know what happens in Yemen or in Lebanon? Like, do you, and she was like, what are you talking about? I was like, oh, you actually think that more children have died in this conflict than in any, like, how stupid do you have to, how ignorant and the level of confidence, the chutzpah that they have to say it (laughs) as though it's like, this is a fact, more children have died. It was so funny. There was this other woman who said to me, she goes, uh, she said, did you know that Israel has the second highest rate of skin cancer because of all the colonizers, all the Jews who came there from Eastern yeah. Europe? And, and I just went to Google and I was like, who has the highest rates of skin cancer in the world? Israel wasn't even in the top 20. And I and I sent it to her and she was like, Oh, well, maybe I just got that from like a, a post. I was like, Yeah, just like all of your other information, you're getting it from someone lying to you. Like the the guy Sean King, who's posting all of the most like yeah. absolute horseshit. He posted the other day, uh, he was like, This video is from is from this past Saturday, and it was like Orthodox Jews in a mosque. And it was actually, no, that was from two years ago when they were invited to the mosque. It's like, it's it's just absolute it's wild how much propaganda is out there and yeah but also their numbers
1: the numbers that they are you know within within 30 seconds (laughs) of a rocket going off they can tell you how many um palestinians have died but yet they don't know where the hell the rest of these hostages are you know they can't even keep track
0: it's just
2: ridiculous
1: it took a month
2: for israel to to figure out how many people died and, and they figured out in, in seven minutes how many died in the Al-Shifa bombing, which, by the way, was actually Islamic Jihad. It wasn't Israel that did that. Yeah. And like, and all of and the media, the it's like, didn't even hit the yeah,
0: hospital. Ex-
2: it's, it's insane. And, and it's, it's really, you know, it, it's very disappointing, to it, like to very understate it, to see how much the media really fuels it as well, whether it's the New York Times or the Washington Post or the BBC is fucking awful. And uh, Sky, it's,
0: and Sky it's, news hair are just diabolical.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's really it's it's unbelievable. Like and, and I don't understand who's it's funny too because everyone always says Jews control the media and I'm like <laughs> if the Jews control the media like we would be way more like okay Israel's doing no wrong. Like it's it doesn't make any sense. The other thing that is hilarious is people like yeah Israel's army is so powerful, which it is. It has an amazingly powerful army. Thank God, Baruch Hashem, it has an amazingly powerful military. They're like, Israel's army is so strong, and Hamas is a very weak army. It can't do anything. And then they'll also say Israel wants to ethnically cleanse and commit a genocide. I was like, well, you can't have both. If Israel's military is so strong and Hamas is so weak and Israel wants to commit a genocide, well, then if Israel wanted to commit a genocide, then then there would be no Palestinians on 20 minutes uh, after October 7th. Like the, if they wanted to kill every Palestinian, they would be gone on October 8th. It would be over. Yeah. It would be done. The- there's there's no you can't have both arguments. So it's it's uh it doesn't make any sense. It's just a lot. What's of
0: amazing about that argument as well is that the um, Palestinian um, population has grown by however many folds i mean like three times
2: three times times? in like 20 years yeah
0: yeah so you know genocide is is a word that is just so flippantly used and they don't people don't even realize um you know (laughs) what they mean and also that they turn it around that you know like now we are now the jews are the nazis it almost makes them feel better correct about you know what happened in the past. It's like, well, now you're the Nazis and now you're behaving as bad as the Nazis. So now, now again, you deserve whatever you get.
2: Correct. It's, it's a very simple, cause we always talk about the Holocaust, like as we should, like we should never forget. And uh, I think a lot of people get annoyed by that, which is wild that they get annoyed about something that happened 80 years ago, that like that, the, the systematic extermination of, of an entire, uh, entire people and so now they're like, oh, we can use it against them. Now you're doing it. Now you're doing it. It's like it, you have literally no clue what you're talking about. The, the level of ignorance and 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 zero education is truly astonishing.
1: Yeah. Can, can I ask a little bit about what's going on in America? Because for us Jews in England and Europe, we've always felt a little bit sort of out of our comfort zone a little bit we've always felt that america is a real safe haven you know a loving place to go and the images that we're seeing not just out of uh, colleges and universities but just on the streets are kind of terrifying i mean what are are your thoughts about what's going on there what's the solution how how it's just all a bit um worrying
2: yeah it's it's very worrying it's worrying about you know it's funny i talked to my family in israel and and uh they say like they feel safer in Israel than they yeah. would feel yeah. in, in London or in the United States. And uh, my wife and daughter and I, we live in Texas um, and it's uh, we're we used to live in New York and we're very glad that we're not in New York or L.A., um, New York or L.A., like I would not feel comfortable having my mezuzah up on my door at this point. And in either of those mm-hmm. places, it's just awful. Um, especially after seeing a number of attacks, seeing that, that man, Paul Kessler murdered in in California and the media just saying that, oh, he just died like without like, no, he was murdered. Um, so I will say that, um, where I live, I feel okay. We were living in the city and we moved to the suburbs about like two months ago. And literally like right after we moved, there was a huge pro Hamas protest right outside of the building that we were in. So like, we're, you know, we were very happy that we had left. Um, I'm not surprised about the colleges. The colleges, even when I was on college campus was just vehemently anti-Israel. Like the movements were just, they were violent then and they're only getting more violent now. Um, I will say, and like, this is something I like, I've spoken more about politics as time has gone on on uh, on my podcast and my platform, but this is why I'm so glad that we have the second amendment. This is why I'm so glad that you know, like, if if I didn't have guns in my house, I would be very very scared. So like, yeah. I I'm very grateful that I'm legally allowed to have guns in my home. Uh, there's a a, a very good friend of mine. He's an Orthodox Jew, and um, he he's he, literally his Instagram is called the Pew Pew Jew, and like, he lives. He lives very close to me, and he he has T-shirts that says Jews with ARs don't get in cattle cars, and it's like uh, it's just it's to be able to defend ourselves gives me a level of comfort that I definitely wouldn't feel if I was in London or something like that. And I think that's why Israel in the immediate uh, wake of October 7th started making it much easier for Israelis to get guns and to, to have them. And um, I think it's, it's a very controversial topic, but there's no question. I mean, there are many stories of there were Israeli families who, who had guns and who were able to protect their families as a result of it during October 7th. So um, it's it's very scary. I think wherever we are to be Jewish, uh, but you wanted, I'm just, sorry I'm...
1: to interrupt. They've got to tell yeah. you something really interesting about that. My uncle, we I've got masses of family there. My siblings all live there. Nephews in the army, etc. But my uncle went to get a gun, get an application to uh, get a gun two days after, and he, they told him he was the 40,000 40, people who had made applications.
2: Wow, that.
1: It's just mind-blowing.
2: But yeah, what we hear it's...
0: from the kibbutzim, and I'm not sure if I heard this listening to you um, or somebody else, um, but that they were all told, um, the ones that obviously got attacked on October the 7th, that um, I think a lot, um, they weren't armed, a lot of the security, um, I think they were all told that they were pretty, they didn't need all of the um security Mm. there and and a a lot of them were unarmed and and not um i guess armed enough Is the prepared um to be able to defend themselves and i assume now that there will be no kibbutz in israel that will ever you know be unarmed like that
2: ever again i i I hope not and um yeah I, i really hope not so I grew I grew up in a very very like anti-gun household and the older I've gotten and the more that I've studied history and the more that I see things unfold it's just it is it, it doesn't make sense to not be able to defend yourself. I know like in the UK, it's super strict. I heard you can't even have pepper spray, which is no. just like wild to me. Like I couldn't imagine like my wife walking around in the city without being able to at least have pepper spray. Um, so I don't really understand that. Um, so yeah. It, as, yeah. As,
0: as teenage girls or, you know, we've got teenage daughters and um, we were allowed to have a rape alarm, which is just a very high uh, pitched, horrible sound. Um, but if we were caught with pepper spray, you get you. People use
1: these uh, dyes. You spray dye on them, and the idea is it stains for a couple of days. So um, you know, if you were to report it to the police, you hope that, that someone might be walking around with some dye on them. So I mean, so you could still be raped
2: and killed. But yeah. maybe they have dye on them. Like exactly. for fuck's sake! It it's so stupid. It it honestly it, it infuriates me. I it, I am. I... Um...
1: Yeah. No. I thought, and by no. the way,
2: by the way, like I don't know if you know the data. I was just actually speaking with someone in the UK about this. the The number of of deaths in the murders in the UK from a percentage basis are on par with the US. It's just they're done with knives, not guns. Yeah. Knife it's like crime. Knife crime in the UK is outrageous. So then, like the next question, be like, so should you just get rid of knives? Then if it's just if the answer is always remove the implement. Then it will eventually it will just go down, down, down. And the reality is, if someone wants to commit a crime, they're going to do it. If someone wants to hurt someone, they're going to do it. Uh, what no one reports on is how many lives are saved with with a responsible gun owners every year in the United States. Um, well, I think
1: that's the the word responsible, and I think the obviously the worry is that there are irresponsible people walking around with guns. Of
2: course, of course, <laughs> yeah. But I know, like as a as a law abiding citizen, I thank God every day that I can have guns in my house because. I have a missus on my door and I've got a wife and daughter and like, you yeah. know, I have no, if someone tries to break in and hurt us, I have no problem sending them to meet their creator. I've got no issues with that whatsoever.
1: You know, my problem is, you know, I'm hoping in a year from now, this would all be a distant sort of memory in most people's minds and all the sort of pro-Palestinian woke lefties. And the problem <laughs> is I kind of feel like the the cat's out the bag now and I'm not sure, once things calm down, once they've got something else to worry about, you know, I just don't know how we're going to feel knowing that how people feel about us Jews, <laughs> you know.
0: It, the, it, it's, it's, it. yeah, the question is, is what's the future for us in all of these places? You know, do our, we, you know, do we bring up our kids here? Do we um, influence them to be going to Israel or somewhere else in the world to bring up their children? Um, You know, that that's the kind of questions that we have been asking ourselves, I guess, for about five years now. We had we had Jeremy Corbyn here, who um, was the leader of the Labour Party. He's a very I don't know if you've come across him. He's a very far left
2: Mm -hmm.
0: uh, pro Hamas. He will. He refuses to um, condemn Hamas and call them a terrorist group and so, you know, about five, or, five mm. or so years ago, we were already talking about, you know, do we pack up bags? Do we, you know, do we leave? Do we go somewhere else? Which is what our grandparents, my grandfather uh, was uh, went through the Holocaust. He survived uh, two or three camps. Um, you know, his family would have probably had a conversation at one point whether they should pack up and leave and they never did, you know, you know, do we, do we make that uh, decision whilst we can, whilst we have the luxury of making that decision? Or do we sit and wait and, you know, see what happens? And
2: yeah, is that what our I grandparents mean, did? So I think it's a great question. And I, I've spoken to my wife a lot about this. And I think, I think right now is not the time to be like, all right, we've got to pack up and go. I, I think that as long as the united states as long as the the united kingdom as long as france germany as long as these these major powers stand with israel then we're good I, i think we're okay as long as the governments are okay with it the the issue that i think started to happen during world war ii that many jews ignored were the laws were changing for jews yeah when like Laws were changing for Jews. There were uh like, whether it was the Nuremberg laws or whatever it was, like there were actual physical governmental laws that were putting Jews, which was very standard practice at the time across all of Europe. Um, But when laws really started to change for Jews and there were some like Albert Einstein, who was like, I'm out. Like there were people who were like, I'm out. This is not a good sign. And they came to the United States or where they went to, to Israel uh, or what is now Israel. Um, so I think for right now, we're okay because you know as like I don't know anyone who's actually a a fan of Biden like I know a lot of people just voted for Biden because he wasn't Trump but Mm -hmm. like as long as as long as the United States and the United Kingdom and, and these major governments stand with Israel as as fortunately they have by and large um I think we're okay It's if we start to see changes in that, if we start to see people being elected like Jeremy Corbyn, whatever it is, who are like running high levels of government, that's when I would say I'm out. I'm going to Israel immediately, like immediately. Um, But, yeah, I think I think for right now we're okay. And I also I've seen a number of polls that show, even though you're seeing hundreds of thousands of people out and about at these at these rallies. I do think that they are, crazily enough, a small percentage of the actual people. they're, They're the loudest, they are the scariest, but most people are not on board with that. Now, the counter argument to that is, I don't think most Germans were on board with what the Nazis were doing. I don't think most Germans were like, yeah, let's kill all the Jews. So you don't need a majority in order to commit heinous crimes. You only needed 19 terrorists to commit the terrorist attacks of September 11th. You don't yeah. need like the the a, a huge majority. But I think for right now, we're fine. I think that the telltale signs would be if these people start being elected, if we if if we saw Palestinian flags like uh like that flying at the White House, or if we saw like Palestinian flags flying in the United Kingdom, like in terms of on um, governmental buildings, mm-hmm. or that's I think it would be too late at that point to be very on that. That would be like all right, you it, we've crossed the Rubicon; it's too late. Like you should have left before now. So keeping an eye on what's happening in the government, who's being elected, that's when you, you're going to have to be quick to make that decision
1: we we okay. left israel in 2004 we lived through 5 years of the intifada it was oh, wow. quite, um everything was being blown up so yeah. buses restaurants Um, It was probably the most terrifying experience. And I did my degree there, graduated, and we left. I'd already had my eldest daughter there. And I have such PTSD. But what terrifies me is the thought of my sons going in the army. And I know that sounds absolutely terrible. But my nephew has lost three friends in the last two weeks, three friends he was in school with. His class picture has three kids circled. And these lives, every single one of these lives, they are, you know, their potential, their future, everything's just been cut off in an instant. And the thought of, um, you know, putting my sons to the army is absolutely terrifying. But having said that, my 17 year old said to me, mom, I'm going to the army next year. And I said, Gabe, you know, I couldn't say anything. I'd be incredibly proud of you. And I think that sort of, you know, we kind of, on one hand, we want the comfort of, you know, knowing Israel's there, but not actually having to fight for it. And on the other
0: hand, you know, is there another option? It's um scary. It's yeah. it, it reading Noah's book and um, hearing about her grandparents and um, the you know the pioneers and the people that turned up in Israel in the nineteen twenties to have, you know sow the the uh, earth and make it a beautiful place that it's become that we all now you know love, um, does make you feel like you know we are very lucky sitting here. But it also gives you this kind of idea that maybe this is, you know, maybe this is why they did it and they did it for all of us. And, and maybe we should be going there and, um, you know, supporting. And it's just a very, very hard decision to make.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it it's an unbelievably difficult decision to make it, which makes you really appreciate. I mean, could you imagine being in Russia or the UK or in Poland in like 1901 1902 1903 and you hear about this thing called zionism and you hear about like all these people who are like yeah let's just leave and yeah. go to the middle east where there's fucking nothing and yeah. you're and, and i know that you're a banker but you're gonna be a farmer now and you're gonna like till this land and we're gonna teach you how to do it It'll be totally fine. It's like, and it's not like you're getting on a fucking plane and you're flying there. You're going to uproot your entire family, get to the Middle East. It's like, now it's like, yeah, sure, whatever. I'll get on British Airways and I'll fly to Israel and I'll wait for like an hour at Ben Gurion and then I'll be in and I'm good. And it's fine. It's like, it. the fact that we have Israel yeah, is such a miracle in in the most incredible sense of the word. Like the fact that we have Israel and like, if we look at the timeline of the world, of the history of the world, for us to live in this moment of time, this teeny tiny blip of time in which we have Israel, it's our homeland, it's ours, like this, like our ancestors for thousands of years would just be like, this is unbelievable. I can't believe that it's finally happened. Uh, So to have it is is extraordinary. And Rudy Rockman, like you mentioned earlier, he, he said something wonderful. I'm sure you heard him say. People will say, We have Israel because of the Holocaust. And he's like, Well, we had the Holocaust because we didn't have Israel. And, and it's t- to be able to have Israel and have the opportunity to go there is just, it's the most wonderful miracle in the world.
1: Is this part of why we are hated so much? You know, we were discussing this the other day. Like, fundamentally, why are people anti Semitic? It's nothing new. This has been going on for generation after generation, but mm-hmm. we do manage to take you know, this barren land and turn it into a beautiful country. We manage to be told we can't, you know, work the lands. We become, you know, bankers and we do the things we can do and we do them incredibly successful. And, in you know, is that what it comes down to? Is that the fact that we're this small minority and yet we, um, you know, sort of make the best out of every situation? I, I just we don't make, know. Like
2: We make up 2% of the global population. Crazy, and isn't it? We, we absolutely fucking crush it like we do really well. And in this, it's like, I, I think that we've seen this all throughout history in that we've done very well despite these odds. And um, it's very easy to, I mean, we'll, we'll use another example. Right now, I don't know how it is in, in the UK, but in America, there's a huge amount of people who are like, if you're a white straight male, people hate you. Like mm-hmm. if you're a white straight male, people are like, fuck that guy. Like, fuck you, fuck you. And, I'm, and I was like, I didn't do it. what are you, what are you <laughs> mad at me for? Right. And it's, it's crazy because white, straight males, there are a significant percentage of them who have been very successful, but what's, what's very interesting to me is like, there are many white, straight males who are not successful at all. Like they're poor, they're homeless, they're broken they're There are many, but a lot of the most successful people happen to be white, straight males. So there are many Jews who are very successful. And people say like, oh, look, they're like the heads of this and the heads of that and the heads of this. There are also many Jews that are not very successful. But when you look at the people at the top, there are many Jews who are successful. And it's like, like it's easy to look and say, look at how successful they are. They must have cheated, they must have stole, they must have lied, they must have done something. Fuck the people who are in charge. It's it's the it's the whole concept of whoever's in charge must have done something bad. So fuck them. And so I, I think that's really what we're seeing. And not to mention, it's like not only are, are they doing really well, but they're also like there's there's next to none of them. Like, how are they even still alive? We've seen the Roman Empire come and go, we've seen all these yeah. empires come and go, yeah. but the Jews are still here. How the fuck are the Jews still here? Out of every empire, we've seen all of these empires come and go, but somehow the freaking Jews are still here. It's like, and, and they're dominating. They're crushing it. Like, yeah, it's I, I can understand why uneducated people would be really upset, but also, you know, we could look at if we look at the uh, su- if we look at success by percentage of the population, in the United States at least. Asians have the highest level of success here in the United States. Asians and Indians have huge amounts of, of financial success, business success, but no one is like fuck the Asians or fuck the in-. like it's not that. So it's it's I think they there's a deeply ingrained anti-Semitism within people that they don't even realize. They don't even think about. It's just like it's part of part of what they've been brought up with.
0: It's just, yeah, their grandparents have always been anti-Semitic. Their parents always have. And it's just something they've grown up with in terms of us, uh, the Jews. They run the media. They run everything. It's,
2: yep.
0: it's unbelievable.
2: Which is it crazy because really... we're running the media. We're doing a terrible job right now. So.
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. What's, but what is really interesting um, here in uh, the UK is that the pro-Palestinians believe that the BBC are biased towards Israel.
2: That's wild.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We, the BBC, they're doing a fantastic job. They're like, well, then we're balanced because if you think we're biased and they think we're biased, then we can't be.
1: We had it on yesterday, watching the hostages situation going on, and my husband is screaming at the TV, and I'm going, "I can't hear you," and he's screaming. I said, "Maybe just turn it off if you can't
0: handle it," and he's like, "Fine." But he was like, "I mean, some of the questions, some of the questions that they ask the Israeli, you know, people they have." Oh my
2: gosh, it's just What, what was the thing? I think it was yesterday, the day before, where he was like. Uh, are you giving away more Palestinians because you value their lives yeah, less? That, like, was
0: Kay, you, that was Kay Burley on Sky News yeah. talking to Elon Levy. It was... What, who comes I mean, up with that face, question?
2: His yeah. eyes
0: popped out of his head. He couldn't believe he'd been asked that question. It's It's insane.
2: It's, and by the way, none of the Palestinian supporters are, are talking about how Hamas broke the ceasefire within fifteen fucking yeah. minutes.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: like no one's talking about that. Like it's. <laughs>
0: it's and oh. also that they've delayed. I don't know what's happened, but before we came on here, the uh, the hostages that were meant to be released today have not been yet I just, released. I, I think, don't know I, what's going on. I there. think they've
1: lost them. I honestly don't. I think they've lost yeah. track of where they are. Who's alive? Who's dead? It's just. Terrific. But back to the PR, which is what I was saying originally is, you know, they, the IDF released a video the other day of the tunnels that they found. And mm-hmm. it was the most sort of uncharismatic. Um, yeah. and these yeah. are the tunnels and here we have found a room. And, and it's like, get the right people. We've got the right people there. Just get yeah. the right people. Agreed. Keep it concise, keep people engaged. And, um, you know, we might just be able to turn some people but they can't get it right ever. They've never been able to. It's uh, yeah. And also
0: seeing social media today, there was apparently a couple of hangings within the West Bank of I saw, two yeah. Palestinians who uh, were apparently Israel collaborators. None of the news agencies are are mentioning that. Nothing.
2: No, they didn't have a trial. They're, they just, just took these two people and just killed them, hung them up by their feet. The it's street. like in the street. And this, this is what the people are supporting. This is what the public is they don't need, I, <laughs> I used to say, this is a joke. Now I actually want to do it. I want to organize trips where when people are like, I am like pro Hamas, or I am like, I'm with Gaza, I'm like, let's organize a trip. Let's go. Like, I really want to start a fund that puts people on a plane and gets them there. And like uh, whether it's these like women who are wearing these booty shorts walking around, I'm like, I would love to see how you fare there. It's or like
0: the quiz pa- for Palestine. That is,
2: that. it's it's <laughs> unbelievable, and they don't understand. I'm like, you do you realize like Israel is fighting for your rights in every sense of the word? Like it, Israel has one of the largest gay pride parades in the world. Like anyone can be anyone they want in Israel. There are 1.8 million Muslims living in Israel with full rights. And it's like, I don't know, why don't Canadians have full rights in the United States? It's because they don't live in the fucking United States. It's like in this (laughs) Israel pulled out of Gaza in 2005. They pulled out like, what are you like? Are they supposed to and, And they're still giving them electricity, still giving them water, even though they were supposed to stop. But Hamas didn't build the fucking infrastructure. It's it's crazy. It's really it's wild.
1: What do you think the next couple of months are going to look like? How do you think this is going to pan out even the next couple of years? I mean,
2: I I don't know how, I I don't know how long it's going to take. I I don't know if anybody does. My main concern, especially early on was um, either Lebanon, uh, Hezbollah or Syria or whatever it was like, getting involved from a military perspective which if that happened i was like we're gonna go into world war three like i was i was bracing for that every every hour of every day i was like we're gonna it's gonna go into world war three uh it does seem like that has cooled off a little bit especially now that israel troops or israeli troops are in there on the ground but like now we're losing Israeli troops more, which is just like, it's, it's, That's it's strange. not good. It's, it's horrific. I would rather them, them not do that, but you know, they know best. Um, so I don't know how long it's going to take. I don't know what's going to happen. I pray for peace for the innocent Palestinians, just as I do for, yeah. for peace for the innocent Israelis. Yep. I don't know. I don't think a two state solution is possible. Um, at this point, I earlier in my life, I really was hopeful. I just don't think it is now. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I, I definitely know it's not as long as Hamas is still in power, I would love to see the Mossad kill uh the heads of Hamas get to Qatar like I would love to hear some of those crazy stories I'd like I don't know <laughs> how they're still alive I don't I don't know how they're still alive these heads of these billionaires heads of Hamas who are like at the four seasons in Qatar but like um
0: BB's BB's put a price on their heads no
2: oh has I he I didn't he, see that yeah
0: I think he did I think he told he had instructed Mossad to kill Hamas or wherever they are
2: Good. That was okay.
0: So,
2: Hopefully we see that. I mean, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't see a two-state solution being possible. I do see a dramatic rise in open anti-Semitism in the coming years. I think this has sort of opened the door for a lot of anti-Semitic attacks. I, I would imagine seeing a lot of synagogues being burned down, being shot up. Um, I would imagine that's going to be a, a big thing. Unfor- like, I, unfortunately, I just... I think that's going to happen um, and it will all be done in the name of, of social justice. But uh, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think long-term that because we have Israel and because I think, you know, the United States, the United Kingdom, they're, they're standing with Israel. Like, well, I think it'll be okay. A large scale, but there will be many innocent people who die and many innocent people who suffer as a result of it. And it's, it's very sad and very scary.
1: Yeah, I worry, I worry about, um, you know, we really have done a good old job of um, blowing up Gaza. And I, I, you know, I don't know how it's going to look, you know, all these displaced
0: people, more refugees, Um, more refugees who are not being taken in by any of their Arab nations. Yeah.
2: And, And the reality is like, I would love for them to be able to not have to go to another nation and just like let's rebuild. Like granted that's why Israel pulled out in 2005 so that Hamas yeah. which or, or gets which gets billions of dollars annually could build an oasis and build an unbelievable place for you to live. Uh, and I think a lot of the Palestinians there actually do know that. I've been trying to get a Palestinian on my podcast. Um yeah. the, the The two things is I said, you can't be um, anonymous. The reason that I can't let them be anonymous is because if they come on and they're anonymous, then someone could say they're not really Palestinian. I need them to stand by their heritage and stand by their name. And they've said that they can't do that because they're scared that if they denounce the October 7th attacks, then their families will be targeted for saying that. Mm -hmm. So it's it's uh, I think many Palestinians do not actually agree with uh, Hamas they don't like it but they're scared for saying it publicly and I I, I think that um, I, I would love to see innocent Palestinians be able to live among Israelis in peace but as long as they are indoctrinated and taught to hate Jews simply for being Jews obviously that can never happen Israel didn't want to build the security fence But it had to in order to prevent these attacks, which it it did the job like it did the job. It prevented those attacks. Mm -hmm. It also, unfortunately, really affected negatively affected the lives of innocent Palestinians. But that's not Israel's fault. Israel had to protect its citizens. It's like Mm -hmm. it's not it's Israel's fault that it had to build a wall that prevented thousands of terrorist attacks. So um, I would love to see innocent Palestinians and innocent Israelis live peacefully together. Um, I just don't know I don't know the first step to take to make that happen.
1: I've got one more question, and then we'll really let you go and We really appreciate the time you've given us um and and it's probably it's a complete own podcast, but we've been obviously doing a dealing with a lot of uh, people dealing with stress and anxiety and eating and um you know we've really been doing a lot of work helping people get through this period getting through anyway stressful periods of time but I think if if you've been feeling like how we've been feeling which is kind of just sort of living in this limbo zombie I, I don't know feeling just... a
0: little bit like an existential crisis like you know maybe in, you know what is our future um yeah, so
1: what are your sort of puzzle wisdom in terms of helping people, you know, eat well during these emotional and stressful periods where they tend to not want to?
2: Yeah, I mean it's it's very tough. And um what I what I said at the beginning of COVID is sort of similar to what I'll say now, which is like when COVID first hit and no one knew about it, no one knew what it was gonna turn into or any any like all we knew is like everything shut down and this crazy fucking virus from China is here. Like we were all like, I don't know. So at at the beginning of COVID, I said, now's probably not the best time to be like trying to be super restrictive with your nutrition because we're really stressed out. We don't know what's going to happen. There were some people that actually made sense. Like there at the beginning of COVID, there were people who normally traveled a lot who are now all of a sudden home. And they were like, no, this is perfect. Now I can focus on my nutrition. So I was like, great, awesome for you, do it. But if you're more of an emotional eater and like you're really struggling at home, you can't be in the kitchen without like having the cakes or the biscuits or the crumpets, whatever you have in in London. I don't know what you guys call it. But like, (laughs) um, I don't think it's a good idea to try and be overly restrictive because the more you try and over restrict, the more you're going to end up being like, I want it, I want it, I want it. So what I always say like, is I really am encouraging people to focus on their movement Because when you focus on movement, you end up often uh, having better choices nutritionally. So like, whether it's getting out for walks, going for a run, getting a workout in, um, it doesn't, I'm not saying then, then go eat like an asshole after that. But oftentimes, if you're just sitting at home, you're watching the news, just like your husband was just fucking livid at the TV. It's like, it's very easy. It's like, you know what, screw it. I'm just gonna eat whatever I want. I'm gonna order Nando's or whatever it is. It's like, all right, I'm going to go out for a walk. I'm going to go for a run. For me, I get really angry. And so I use my anger to fuel my run. I'll go on a run and I'll listen to some angry music and I'll get like the anger out and then I come back and I'm like, "Okay, that was helpful." And now I feel much better. So get a sweat going, like move, get angry like I don't know, like for me that's been very helpful for and I think for whatever reason in recent years we've been told like to suppress anger. It's like you can be angry it's okay to be angry you should be angry yeah. get outside move sweat breathe heavy let the anger out and then usually when you come home it's like all right you know what i'll have an apple whatever it is and then if you later you want to have something else great but at least you got some exercise in <laughs> i like awesome. that i like that
0: yeah. get
1: angry that's the answer
2: It's great <laughs> <laughs> get it. and... yeah if you're not angry and uh, like <laughs> you don't know what's going on i, I, I don't i don't know how someone <laughs> couldn't be angry right now i'm yeah, furious. But-
0: the truth is, with any um, with anything, you should feel your feelings, and you should yes. uh, you should go through, and not try and you know brush it under the carpet. And yes. yeah, we're all fucking angry, <laughs> we really are. <laughs> and um, I really, you know, we we pray that there will be some positive that comes from all of this shit, and um, we pray that the rest of the hostages are released. Yeah.
2: Amen. Amen. Baruch Hashem. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. No, if, y'all thank are ever, you. if you're ever in Dallas, let me know. You're always welcome here. We'd love to have you.
0: Oh, thank we'll you. It's so lovely. And if you ever come to London, definitely. I, I love
2: London. I love London. I will definitely you let you know when I'm there. come one
0: of us for Friday night dinner, we would love yes, that.
2: Yes, I would love that. That would be wonderful. Thank you so <laughs> much. Oh,
0: thank, you. Thank, thank you. Thank you so, so much. I so appreciate
2: it. Have a Shavua Shavua good
0: your day. Enjoy Toph. your Enjoy your family. <laughs> Bye. Bye, Jordan. Bye. Bye.